Get your day started with a breakfast full of positive music, fun, inspiration and so much more. Rise and shine with Felon DJ. Weekday mornings on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention once again today to Africa where there's an amazing revival going on in those nations that are sub-Saharan. So if you think of Africa and where the Sahara Desert might be in the central north, well, those nations to the south, incredible revival that has been going on. But when we think of revival, people coming to Christ, sometimes the next question is, who's discipling these people? How do they become not just babes in Christ, but be mature, strong Christians, able to discern and understand a direction to plot a path forward for the growth of the church throughout all of Africa? Well, let's talk some more about Africa and those wonderful nations of sub-Saharan Africa. Ben Campbell is the CEO of African Enterprise for Australia and New Zealand. Ben's back with us. Hi, Ben. Welcome along. Thanks again, Neil. Delighted to be back with you. Ben, I know that there are all sorts of bright spots that happen with discipleship. It's one thing for someone to come to Christ at a crusade. It's another thing to have lives transformed and moving in a different direction. How about we focus on women today? Because women have a wonderful capacity to be able to just relate to one another in a beautiful way. And Mm. there are some things that you're doing that are catching on around the world and uh, you're fueling the fires of maturity in women's groups in Africa. Give us some insight into what you're doing. Yeah, you don't have to look very far to see that that women are just at the heartbeat of so many communities and particularly in Africa. Um, And it's women who uh, take that responsibility to feed their children um, to develop those skills to go out into the marketplace um, to to essentially feed their feed their families um, and so the work of African enterprise is to give those women who are in very vulnerable marginalized situation an opportunity to get those skills uh, to um, to put uh, products into market stores to learn how to sew um, to learn how to make detergents um, so that's one component of our mission work. Uh, and one of the really exciting things that's uh, going on in Rwanda, uh, which, as you know, has emerged from that terrible genocide back in the um, 94, uh, was n- new community transformation groups, we call them, or self-help groups. Um, and now we have around 180,000 women meeting every single week in groups of 10 to 30 who are encouraging each other, praying for each other. They're even forming little micro-loans to each other. Um, which then enables them to grow and to build up to gain new skills to encourage one another in their growth. So 180,000 women meeting every week in the nation of Rwanda and a self-help group emerges. And no doubt when you've got this fueling of what comes from African enterprise, these groups are meeting around the gospel 
but they are also forming really tight networks where people are encouraging one another and they're moving out of poverty, learning how to do business and getting themselves established. Let me just ask you, Ben, before we go any further, because we're talking about women and women meeting and doing what women love to do, actually, uh, to network with one another. But some people might be saying, what's happened to the men in here? And uh, no doubt you wouldn't want to blanket every man with the same, but a lot of men are struggling with their issues of drugs and alcohol in Africa, and women recognise there's a responsibility to their family. So you're fueling that to make that better. Yeah, there's look, there's issue in, in any society, so, but what we see uh, in Africa through these self-help groups for a start, um, as I was there just a few months ago, uh, and, and I saw there women gathering together, um, learning how to produce... Uh, juice and fruit and stuff to to nourish their kids so they their kids um who were uh, formerly as a great chance they could be stunted and there's there's too much of a percentage of stunted kids because of lack of nutrition um so they're feeding and they're encouraging it um they're growing their families and their kids but not only that i heard the stories that some of the husbands of those women um would be so encouraged by them and what they're doing for their family, that they're turning their lives around to move from a, a situation of desperation and taking it out on through substance abuse into like coming and helping the women with um, growing crops and, and harvesting and, and helping the women in their new trades. An illustration of how the gospel that transforms an individual life actually overflows and begins to transform communities. And ultimately, all of us, we like to talk about the way that the gospel transforms nations, but that's happening too in those nations in sub-Saharan Africa because the gospel is so widespread that the potential there for really good change along the lines of Christian foundations for the governance of a nation, that's Mm. also growing dynamically in Africa. Well, we certainly aim to see it grow dynamically and as fast as we possibly can. Uh, There are culturally um, a lot of, um, I guess, the focus of power might be around a particular ethnicity or a tribe um, within Africa. So, Typically, if a leader from that tribe comes into power, that the focus is on on that. Um, so, what we would really like to see is the focus being on serving God um, and recognizing there's an accountability uh, for good works uh, and a duty of care to the people that goes beyond a tribe or ethnic group. Um, and we would love to see more of that. So, we offer that opportunity uh, during a mission for leaders. We hope to get the president or very senior members of staff to come along to a prayer breakfast and to hear the good news and to hear the stories from our evangelists, um, to participate in a community event, to rub shoulders with the ordinary people. And we certainly hope that the love of Christ will transform a nation from the leaders right through to the marketplace. African Enterprise doing amazing work. And I know that there's somewhere in the vicinity of 100,000 converts from your evangelistic outreaches throughout many of these nations in sub-Saharan Africa, uh, to hear about programs that you've got that are encouraging women to meet in groups, and that becomes a self-help discipleship group. But there are all sorts of other challenges and struggles. As I understand it, in Malawi right now, they're having a food shortage. How do you deal with those sorts of crisis situations, and how does a, 
an organisation like African Enterprise get involved when those things are happening? Yeah, I mean, the scale of those things is beyond what African Enterprise does. So, you know, there'd be governments and other huge humanitarian organisations that will be involved. So I think the work with African Enterprise is firstly to highlight to our Christian community that there is an issue that's going on. And whilst our work is um, evangelistic and there are development programs we have in place, in places such as Malawi, we have a sewing program. Um, if we can highlight what's going on there, then at least we could be mobilizing prayer. Um, we could be drawing attention to um, Christians here to be praying for Christians in the country there. Um, there sometimes uh, is possibility if we get the funds to be able to to distribute that uh, through our offices there um, so we can buy food and distribute it. That's not our main purpose. But when there is a desperate situation, African enterprise is on the ground and we can do things through the church uh, within our limited capacity. Um, but the other thing is just to be aware of how can we um, provide a sustainable way out for people to actually earn the money to buy the food in the first place because the issue is more around the price of the food and the market conditions that make it unobtainable for some people to even buy it, and there's a range of factors involved with that. Um, so drawing attention to it, praying for people, um, helping to facilitate our programs will make a difference. And becoming involved in the sort of vocational training that you are involved in with many of these nations, you do rely on people coming from places like Australia who bring their own skills into the environment where people who are a part of these uh, African groups are exposed to different ideas, uh, new ways of thinking, another approach to the sorts of difficulties that they're going through. When you have Aussies going over on a trip to Africa and uh, being involved with the work of African Enterprise, what does a typical Aussie do? Well, typically most Aussies um, who are getting involved in Africa will come across um, usually as a minister or a pastor um, and involved in training pastors to be more effective in their understanding of the gospel. Um, that's where we, we've got a number of people who have been involved for a number of years and, and typically a church will help to get behind that pastor or minister to send them over there for a mission and to participate with us. That is so valued and you know we love that. Um, we also have um, some major supporters um, who will come over and see how they can make difference on a big scale uh, through the capacity they have. Um, and we really see some remarkable things that people can do when they've been given that capacity by God to make changes um, and to help us to be more effective in our gospel outreach. And then, of course, just uh, you know the you and me uh, type of people who've got a real heart to see uh, Af uh, Africa transformed for the gospel come over there and just be involved and be in involved with uh, you know um, door knocking or if you happen to be particularly skilled in some form of business or trade then we can always hold a, a mission event that is around that particular skill and attract the community to come and listen. So if you have a special skill they'll make a an opportunity for you in those African nations for those who are from Australia who'd like to visit and see what's going on in African enterprise and the amazing work that they're doing throughout those sub-Saharan African nations. Ben Campbell, just great getting your insights. Look, I know every time we talk, uh, you just have a magnetism about you. You are looking for some new friends. 
I know you'd love to be in contact with listeners to our conversation today and so I'll connect listeners to you by giving your website because that's where they can find out more details about African Enterprise and that's where they can whiz off that email that will just get that connection going and find out where they can help. So it's africanenterprise.org.au. The website for African Enterprise, Ben Campbell is the CEO of African Enterprise for Australia and New Zealand, africanenterprise.org.au. Ben, thanks so much for updating us again today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. Bless you all. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.